Hello, welcome along to the podcast Sport and Life. Thank you for hitting on the button. I hope you're well. If you're in the UK, enjoying the spring sunshine that has been bestowed upon us this week. Very welcome. Good stuff. Heading back to work for the first time after a couple of days off with my little hay fever slash cold. So looking forward to that. Working Sky News tonight. Uh, but thank you for hitting on the button. Thank you to the sponsors, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands providing solutions around high quality customer service and installations through that company as well. I always point it out, Serene AV, it's not just the Bang Olufsen stellar equipment that Bang Olufsen Cheltenham stock. It is also bespoke home solutions, home entertainment solutions with a variety of the top brands, whatever suits your needs, your budget. Get in touch with Jason Briggs and his team, Bang Olufsen Cheltenham website, BO underscore Cheltenham on social media, Twitter and Instagram. I believe they have a Facebook page as well. Thank you also to Cytoplan, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N, food-based supplement company that we've been using as a family for 20 years, still pay for the supplements. And I always kind of stress that we believe in them uh, in terms of optimizing our immunity and have done for the past 20 years, particularly around trace elements, selenium and zinc, which my father, Dr. Mark Draper, has done a lot of research into soil samples in the UK predominantly, but also around the world. And he's contrasted that with different states in the in the US as well how they differ in terms of those trace elements. And certainly the UK soil samples have shown a depletion in the mass industrial farming age, and perhaps you weren't too replete anyway. There are areas of the world, including certain areas of the United States, that are more um, stocked with selenium in the soil, for example. Uh, but we take an immune complete supplement from Cytoplan at the moment. And if you would like 30% off any supplement they have, the whole range really, the whole raft of, of vitamins, whatever you're looking for, vitamins, you may call them. You can find out at cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk. And when you choose your supplements at checkout, the discount code DRAPER10R, D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, the number's one zero and the capital letter R. I believe it's 30% off the initial purchase, 10% thereafter with that code. My last name, Draper, number's one zero, capital letter Ah, right, it's a little bonus podcast again. This is a chap called Brendan Lofnane from Manchester, MMA fighter, 13 year seasoned veteran, now in an organization which is called the Professional Fighters League, which kind of borrows from team sports in a sense. It's novel, has a season structure that if you keep winning, you keep getting uh, fights very regularly over the next six months. He's got five fights, including potentially in the quarterfinals and semifinals, two fights on the same night. If you've watched an MMA fight, I'm not sure you can imagine having to go through that and how they'll pace themselves to to, to endure that. Uh, but nonetheless, it's what he wants at this stage of his career. Mancunian Brendan Lofname won a contender series to get into the UFC a couple of years ago, but the UFC president, Dana White, turned him down on stylistic concerns, didn't like the style of his fight. So that's a, an interesting um, twist there in terms of it not being necessarily a binary sport, a win-loss sport, in terms of your entry into the UFC, which is the most prestigious organization in mixed martial arts, as I've been finding out doing these interviews for Sky Sports over the past year or so. But within that, as well as now a whole raft of organizations like the PFL, Bellator, One Championship as well, offering alternatives. And the sport seems to be on the up and up. A gregarious guy who's made friends with a Belarusian who's out there all on his own in Atlantic City. And Brendan, you find him very chipper in this interview. 17-day camp in a hotel in Atlantic City, New Jersey, in the US. Brutal stuff, but yeah, incredible positivity. Admirable on the cusp of his fight Friday in Atlantic City. So here we are, the one and only uh, Brendan 
Lofnane, interview for Sky Sports. Appreciate them allowing me to share this with you. Hope you enjoy it. On the past uh, past few days, past few few months since the COVID pandemic, everything. Yeah. Perfect. Right then. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Uh, Brent, you're gonna you got a nice clean table in front of you now. <laughs> just about, just about, mate. Good man. Brendan, Hi. before we start, are you is your surname like the place Loughborough? Loughnane, is it? How to pronounce it? Loughnane, yeah. Well, Loughnane, Loughnane. You know what? I'm not 100% sure. Everyone's got a different take on it. <laughs> I know. But it's one of those. I'm with you. Good. Well, I heard it, I heard it, I heard it done a couple of ways. And, yeah, because I went to Loughborough Uni, so I always see the, I think of that when I see it. But, yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Good man. Right. I'm going to switch my... Do you want it this way or do you want it... Yeah, Brendan, that's probably yeah, better, that's a, Yeah, I was going to say, if you, that's, that's perfect. Thanks, Brendan. Brennan, have you got anything that you can raise it up a little bit? Because yeah. maybe a little bit more, mate. Because I, I ideally want to try and capture your. There. Yeah. yeah, Mark, is that all right for you, mate? Yeah, that's perfect. Okay. That's good. Cool. Sorry. All right, then I'm going to turn my video off. Um, and then yeah, over to you, Ed. Thank you. Cool. Thank you, Toby. Let me know when you're happy, Mark. I'm all good, mate. So whenever you're ready, Ed. Cool. I'll count down from five and then we'll, we'll go. Five, four, three, two, one. Hello there and welcome along to another Mixed Martial Arts Conversation for Sky Sports. Very pleased to say the PFL's very own, the Mancunian Brendan Lofnane joins us for this conversation. Brendan, great to speak to you. How are you doing? You're deep into the bubble in Atlantic City. It's an absolute pleasure to be on Sky Sports. It shows that Mixed Martial Arts is heading in the right direction now. Yeah, um, you've ridden the wave. Do you feel that? It feels like in all corners, we'll talk about it later, but it's not just about the UFC these days. Is it? it seems there's lots, well, lots of organisations on the map. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been in this for 13 years now. I watched it go from a sports hall and almost illegal to mainstream and being on Sky Sports. So, you know, it's, it's been a fantastic journey and I'm, uh, I'm really glad to ride the wave, as you say. Well, it's, it's great to see you smiling your well because you are deep into this bubble. 17 days. How has that been for you? Yeah, it's been a turbulent year last year. You know, the tournament got cancelled. I had best part of 18 months off, um, which is the longest I've ever had in my whole career, a 13-year career. It's the longest I've had to really sit down and, and reassess everything and didn't take my foot off the pedal. Full throttle, kept going, went to Thailand, did six months there training for it, went to Dubai, six months there. And now I'm in Atlantic City. I'm in the final preparations. I'm in my last four days and I feel absolutely fantastic. Oh, good. That's good to hear. With the 17 days, has that changed the, the dynamic of training? Because typically, I suppose, we've seen in boxing and, and with the UFC, the bubble's shorter and, and with Bellator as well. When you come into it 17 days out, presumably you're still doing bits of sparring, bits of the final completion work? Yeah, 100%. I'm used to turning up to a fight four or five days before. You do your bits of weight cut and then you're done. This is almost cutting right into my training camp. My camp doesn't finish till seven days before the fight, so... For me, I've had to bring training partners out. Luckily, I did find a guy out here that was on his own and needed a training partner. It was perfect because he was almost like the guy I'm fighting and he was fighting a guy who was almost like me. It was really weird. So we kind of partnered up, teamed up, even though we don't speak each other's language, we do Google Translate and we get <laughs> our work done. You don't complain. And I'm not going to lie, 17 days is mentally testing because you get a little part of a hotel that you can walk around, you get fed at certain times and... You know, only the strong will survive in this tournament. Yeah, you mentioned the guy you're training with. Is this, is this a chap you put up on social media who you just literally bumped into there and you made, you made mates with? Because he's, he's on his own, isn't he? His, his corner team got turned around at customs because of COVID restrictions and visas. And 
it's just been an absolute nightmare. This young man had to go from France to Turkey to Belarus. He's from Belarus originally. He's done a crazy journey to get here. He's got here and on his own. And when I say he doesn't speak English, like hellos, it's a struggle. So <laughs> I'm like Google translating. I'm said, bro, you're not on your own. You know, martial arts is a universal language. Like I said before, we're all together in this bubble and we've took him under our wing and he's a great guy and I'm enjoying training with him. It's funny that, isn't it? Because typically people think of fight sports as being ruthless and super competitive, but there's a real kinship there and, and friendship amongst the amongst fighters. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I couldn't imagine being out here on my own with no concept of the language and sat in my room. I've got no one to train with. Even if I want something, I can't ask for it. So bumping into him was a godsend for me. I'm not going to act like it was a totally selfless act. The guy's amazing at what he does. So he, I've learned from him as well over the last 17 days. So it was a real blessing in disguise meeting him. Yeah, I suppose 17 days is nothing compared to the weight you've had as well. New Year's Eve 2019. And the irony, I suppose, is you joined the PFL to be active, didn't you? How challenging has this been? Because you've talked about, you know, being the age you are, which is still a young man, but in your prime years at the moment, mm. the last year must have been particularly frustrating. Well, after the whole UFC thing, I had five offers on the table. Uh, the reason I did take PFL was for sheer activity. I'm a fighter that likes to fight. I train all year round. I don't take time off. Um, I don't get big in between fights. You know, I look at it as a profession like it is. I treat it like a profession. I, I keep my diet good all year round and my training healthy and yoga and everything like that. So for me, activity was key. Touching the 30s, uh, I've already had a lot of fights under my belt, but I want to secure my legacy. That's what, that's what I wanted to do. I want to, get, I want to fight the best guys out there. And when it's said and done, I don't want to be sitting in the pub down in Pint saying I could have done this and I could have done that. So that's not going to happen. Do you feel the pressure of time, do you, at the moment? Because it's, for you, for most people, they're starting their career at 31, but you're, you're kind of in the, in the eye of the storm. Yeah, I mean, nah, I don't feel pressure. I mean, like I say, 16 was when I started fighting. I fight to fight at the end of the day. And I actually prefer the fact that me and Shaman are going to fight in an empty arena. I don't like, I prefer empty arenas. It's weird that I'd say that, but I fought on the contender. I fought on the ultimate fighter and it was an empty room. And it, I'm a real thinking fighter. I like to use my IQ in there. I like to stay calm. Other fighters, they kind of they kind of they kind of get that boost off the of the crowd. I don't. I kind of like to go in there, take my time, feel him out, and uh, and listen to my corner. So the fact that there's no crowd, it, it's actually benefited me, and I enjoy it more. That clarity of thought in the in the cage when you're in there is that been benefited by your experiences with the UFC, recovering from perhaps a disappointment there, but also just the, the high grade of experience you had. Yeah, well, like I say, I've been right to the top of the mountain. I've been down again. I've been up and I've been down. I've experienced the highest highs and the lowest low in mixed martial arts. I mean, you know, you're coming out of the cage, you're either on top of the world or you're either at the bottom of the earth. <laughs> there's no <laughs> in between in mixed martial arts. And there's a good chance even if you win, you go into the hospital. What other, what other sport can guarantee that? So, like, I've lived a crazy, crazy experience in this mixed martial arts. And now it's a million dollars and it's a world title. And, uh, and that's the goal. Yeah, no, how much, I guess, at this stage of your career is enjoyable is the clarity you have that if you keep winning, you're going to get to this set destination. We're seeing in, in combat sports all the time. You look at boxing with Joshua and Fury. You look at the UFC, I suppose, with Ingano and John Jones, the dancing that goes around, the will they, when, when will they fight, that whole debate. With the PFL, it's almost like football, isn't it? I don't know if you're a football fan, but you've got a fixture list. You, get, you win this, you go on to this, and it's set in stone. How, how good is that for just liberating you mentally? Do you want me to tell you the best thing about the PFL? Uh, they don't care how big your social media following is. They don't care who your manager is. They don't <laughs> care who your brother's cousin is. And you, can, you get a phone call, you're fighting this animal. Okay, you don't get a choice. I actually <laughs> found out 
found out I was fighting Shaman online. Like uh, someone news article tagged me in it. Like that's like you don't you don't have a say in the matter. And this is what I like. It's taking the politics out of fighting. The best fighter will be a millionaire and a world champion, and no one's avoided no one. You're in a tournament format. Lose, go home. Like that's that's like it's the, it's about as real as it gets. We're going back to gladiator days here. Yeah, people seem to like it. Whatever you've got, Anthony Pettis on there on the card. Rory McDonald, Fabrizio Wendham. One has got a lot of big names as well. Do you feel that? the UFC's time as the dominant force is changing now because other organisations are offering different things to fighters, not just perhaps the money or, or perhaps that kind of, uh, I guess, brand name. Well, let's have it right. UFC started the sport, really. They took it to where it is. Um, Dana did a fantastic job with what he's done with the sport as a whole. They've actually monopolised the market that much. People actually come up to you in the street and say, do you do UFC? They don't even <laughs> yeah. call it mixed martial arts. Where have you ever heard of a sport called a company name? Um, so that's what they've managed to do over the last couple of years. The tide's changing now. PFL have come with a new concept. A lot of people have jumped on board, great purses. And people are just sick of politics. People are sick of sitting on the shelf. I mean, in the UFC, you're lucky if you get two fights a year. These are putting five, five a year, five in six months. So it's like, it's a whole new concept. It's for guys that are real fighters and they want to get super active. And same with one, one championship. They're doing a the thing out there also. And competition's healthy, right? Yeah, definitely is. I tell you what, it's a big kudos for PFL as well. Clarissa Shields, obviously two-weight world champion in, in boxing, double Olympic champion as well. She's chosen the PFL over other organisations because she says they've offered her a template to be active and to learn the sport of MMA to accompany her striking skills from boxing. Is, is that a big signing for the PFL? What did you make of that? Well, it's not just Clarissa Shields. Uh, the two-time Olympic champion, uh, Kayla Harrison, she's she's the current women's champion, so she's got two two gold medals in in judo, and mm. then you've got Clarissa Shields, who's got two gold medals in boxing. I mean, PFL's making big signings, and they're making waves in the like Rory and Pettis were, were were great signings. They were like really like we're here to make a statement, um, and the talent pool this year in my division alone is incredible. Uh, it's like up there with top 10 UFC kind of talent. Like the guy I'm fighting, he's beat top 10 UFC fighters and that's who I'm fighting now for, for this fight. So it just shows the level what PFL are going to. What do you think about people coming from judo and, and boxing backgrounds? We're seeing more, it's more common in the boxing world, particularly in women's boxing and MMA. We have people like Heather Hardy almost alternate sometimes. How, how do you see those, those crossover matches? Does it all depend on the type of MMA contest they're coming into? And we've seen some celebrity boxing matches where maybe people with non-striking backgrounds are going to those. Well, let's have it right. If somebody comes into MMA and they've got two gold medals, they're an athlete, they're a competitor, they're the elite of the elite. Like To get two gold medals in the Olympics, how many people dream of being an Olympic, even going to the Olympics? So these people are Olympic champions. It's not going to take them long to pick up a new sport. Now, the thing that they've got working against them is they're so set on what they do. Clarissa boxing, Kayla Judo is, is so hard to get out of them tendencies when you want to turn to mixed martial arts because it's been inbred in you from a kid six hours a day of drilling certain ways, certain things. And it's really hard to adapt to throw punches if you're Kayla. And it's really hard to do takedowns if you're Clarissa. So it, it can be a double-edged sword at times. What do you think about the celebrity matchups as well? Boxing seems to be the sort of arena for that at the moment. We saw Askren get stopped by Jake Paul in the first round the other night and He's a guy that wasn't known for his striking repertoire in MMA. Would you take an offer like that? Some game? I know you've got good striking pedigree and that's where you've won a lot of your matches in MMA, but it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Ben Askren, you let the whole of mixed martial arts down. It was terrible performance. 
you took the money, you sold the sport out, and it was it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing yeah. for mixed martial arts fighters, especially because you you look at the Connor and Mayweather, and especially when they fought, all I've seen down my timeline, I've got a lot of boxes. Oh yeah, we told you, you know, you <laughs> can't come over to us. And I'm like, listen, come to our world. You won't last more than a yeah. minute. You wouldn't. You actually yeah. wouldn't. Oh, that's the thing. So quiet with all this. And then when you get a real fight, like mixed martial arts is, you're getting locked in a cage and the rules are minimal. <laughs> like a boxing match is a match. It's set rules. Like ours yeah. is the real deal. So calm down, boxers. What was your, what was your background before getting into MMA? To give us, did you do another combat sport or was it bespoke MMA training, which is almost becoming the norm now, isn't it, for yes, young fighters? I, I was like the first of the breed of just mixed martial arts. Literally the first breed, like the the gym that I went to was just kind of just figuring it out. Like we were getting VHS tapes from, from town, uh, like <laughs> buying like pride DVD. Like, there weren't even DVDs or VHSs. And we were watching them and learning and figuring out, well, maybe if we do this, we could do this. And that's literally how far I've come in the sport from that to full UFC apex training centers, nutrition guides and mainstream, how to deal with media. And I'm like, Whoa, it's all like even being on sky sports is, is something that, you never could have dreamed of in the beginning of this sport. Well, it's great to have you. And we're very new to the sport. So we appreciate any following that we get from, from having guests like yourself on and, and enjoying it as well. I suppose those those matches, the crossover matches, have, a, have an audience, don't they? But the PFL is almost the opposite of that, isn't it? This is, as you say, pure fighting. How refreshing is that? You know, we're talking of the European Super League in football at the moment. It's a big talking point over here in the UK. Mm -hmm. And it seems like the justification of, of finance trumps everything else and attention. You think the PFL is getting back to the core? Hundred percent, especially two fights in one night. Come on, that's that's bananas. No other shows doing that. You, you you have a fight, you wait an hour, you let all your pain kick in, and then you're back in the cage again. I mean, who's doing that? Like this is like this is as real as it gets. And not only that, the the other ten, the other nine people that I've got to fight, they've all fifteen and all, sixteen and all, eight and one, like crazy records. So everyone's a winner. Everyone knows how to win fights. Everyone's been hand selected to bring the most entertainment possible and we are getting back to the core here. There is, there will be no, there will be no UFC fast fight sometimes because they'd also do it. CM Punk and a couple of others, them guys wouldn't, you know, they're not going to be, they're not going to be in the PFL. PFL are picking the best fighters they can find to fight, to be a millionaire and to win a world title. How do you, how do you fight twice in a night? How do you approach that first fight? Well, I'll let you know when I've done it because <laughs> this is just, this, it's a whole new experience for me. Like I keep thinking in my head, like, what about when that pain kicks in after like 10 minutes of getting out of the cage? Like, wow. So you, that's why you've got to respect people like Lance Palmer. You've got to respect Nathan Schultz. They've won it two years in a row. They're 10 and 0. They've won four, four fights, yeah. like two fights in one night twice. So you've got to respect people like that. And that's why I do respect the champions in this organisation. So how many times potentially will you fight for people who are maybe new to the, the format in the next 12 months? Five. Five fights Five. total in the next, between now and October. So six months, so mm -hmm. less. So, and what's the longest gap? Because you're not. You, this is completely out of the concept of fight camps and stuff now, isn't it? Making weight. You're yeah, almost. This is it. You're in a season. Like I've been preparing for a year and a half. They can't say they didn't give me enough time. They can't say you didn't have enough time to prepare, Brendan. I'm thoroughly, <laughs> thoroughly prepared, mentally and physically. And the toughest test is going to be twice in one night, but it's something that I relish. And at this point in my career, I look forward to trying new things. Of course. You don't like the social media stuff, which I totally empathise with that sort of superficiality. But how flattering for you was it that fans were able to vote on this 
and get you on the, the main event at the prelims against Shaman Marais. That must be a compliment. It just shows that the world's changing. Like, who voting on who you want as the main event? Like, I know you had to use some kind of crypto or something, but when I spoke to the guys, they said, your guys voted in the thousands for you. I was like, what? So, you know, I am on my own over here, but I'm not, you know what I mean? I, I fly the flag over here. This will be my third fight in a row. No, my fourth. This one, two, three. This will be my fourth fight. My last three fights have been all in the States. I've not even lost a round on US soil yet. <laughs> so bring them on. I'm ready for them. Yeah, that winning momentum, do you still carry that with you? Because you've been out of the cage for a long time. Does it does it stay there, that five-fight win streak, or, or does it dilute a little bit over time? I've had a year off before in my career, and I come back and it was one of my best performances. So uh, for a fighter like myself that doesn't get out of shape and doesn't come out of camp, I don't think it really affects me. Who it does affect are the ones that, oh, PFL's off now till April next year. Let's let's just chill. Let's party. Let's do whatever. Let's. I didn't do that. I live and breathe this. This has been my life from 16 years old. So I just absolutely relish the fact that I had another year to prepare for this. What about Marais then, the, the first fight? How do you feel about that? What, he's kind of at a crossroads of his career as well, isn't he? This could mean a big turn in mm. upward direction if, he, if he's able to beat you. Now, with Shaman, I think he's the most tested fighter in our division in the fact that he's been in the UFC for a long time. He's beat top 10 opponents. If you look at the run that he had, he, he got Zabit for his debut, which is awful because he's probably the best featherweight in the world. <laughs> then he got Sadiq Youssef. Then he had Marlon Marais. They just give him a who's who. And it was like, and he was giving him great fights, come up short a few times. Um, but he has beat the guys in the UFC as well. So he's shown that he is at that level to win fights at the top end of the UFC. So some of the guys in here, yeah, they're 16 and old, but have they, have they performed at the top level yet? And that's a question that, that that's going to be answered in here, whereas he has, he's proven it. You know, he doesn't take a back step. He gets hit, he comes back. He's shown that he's a warrior. And uh, he looks in great shape like myself. So this should just make for a great fight for you fans. And that's why you voted for it. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be mainly striking? What do you see? Where do you see it's decided? We're both mainly strikers, predominantly strikers. Um, so I can see most of the fight taking place in there. Uh, so we're both mixed martial artists as well, though. So if it has to go down, it has to go down. Let's see. Yeah. If it's two fights of the night, would you be tempted to take it down just to maybe temper the damage you could get in a, in a war? I mean... PFL does have a lot of wrestlers. It's a wrestling-heavy organisation and they tend to do well in the two fights in the night because the safe fighters, they take you down, they hold you and that's why they kind of do well in this tournament. But um, they throw me in the mix just to mess everything up here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so let's yeah. see. And wrestling can take, take its toll on the cardio, can't it? There's, there's swings and roundabouts. Oh, 100%. I mean, wrestling is the most important part of mixed martial arts by far, bar none. Uh, that's why we've seen wrestlers win all UFC titles and hold them for as long as they have. Khabib, Henry Cejudo, John Jones, it, the list goes on. And that's why they've done so well in PFL. Lance Palmer's an out-and-out -out wrestler, 10-0 in PFL. Yeah. It just shows that wrestling is the key to MMA. It's a hot division, isn't it? The featherweight division, PFL. You mentioned Lance there. You've got Bubba Jenkins as well. What I'm excited for is Bubba Jenkins has actually beat Lance three times in collegiate wrestling. And yeah, and... He's really telling him about it as well. Don't you remember when I pinned you? I remember when I pinned you, so he's getting in his head already. So that's a very interesting fight because he can't beat him in wrestling. So yeah. let's see what happens. Let's see what happens when he adds the rest of the arsenal. What about the $1 million prize? I think you, you mentioned that. Is that something you can even entertain at this stage or do you just keep that on the back burner? Do you know what's funny? Like, people say, oh, what would you spend it on? And a million dollars and 
if I sat here to you now and said, I can comprehend what I would do, I can't. I don't know what I would do. I really don't know what would happen if I looked at my bank account or when I look at my bank account and it says one million because <laughs> I just, at least I could say at one time in my life I was a millionaire. However long it lasts, we'll see. Yeah, oh, well, we wish you the best of best of luck with it. Um, one thing about the weight, just on that issue, because it always fascinates me with combat sports, with the featherweight limit, is this going to... I guess in PFL, does it favour those people who are genuine featherweights rather than those that boil down? Because that would be an absolute nightmare, wouldn't it? You, you've got no idea how big some of these guys are. Uh, like <laughs> even Marais, Marais looks like I don't know. He's got a, he's gonna have a nice time in the sauna anyway. I'm telling you, some of these guys <laughs> are huge. Like I've seen big guys in my time, but these are some serious weight cutters that are involved in this PFL. So it's just a massive part of the sport. We're never getting away from it. You can do whatever you want. If you don't cut at least 10 to 15 pounds, you will be undersized in mixed martial arts for that weight class. And that's just how it is and how it will be. So, But you would potentially, you're going to have to stay in camp, aren't you? If it's five fights in such a short space of time, your weight isn't going to have the opportunity to go up as far as maybe it would do normally. Is that fair? Well, I've been told that I have to stay domestically now for the duration of the tournament. So I'll be flying straight okay. to San Diego. I train with Dominic Cruz. That's who I live with when I'm over here. So I'll be straight in camp on the Monday morning, touch wood, no injuries, and getting ready for the next one, June 10th. Good man. It's a big commitment, isn't it, to be away from friends and family for that period, especially at the moment with the complexities of travelling and everything. I mean, the commitment I put into this, this sport, I mean, you wouldn't even be able to fathom a guess at how much I've had to give up. I've had to give up relationships. I've had to give up friendships. I've had to move country numerous times. Um, you know, you're giving up your health. You're giving up it's all eggs in. Anyone who doesn't put all the eggs in one basket for this sport, good luck because you've got absolute savages. You're dangling a million dollar carrot in front of hungry wolves. And that's how I tell everyone that's exactly how this tournament is. So if you don't train 100% and prepare yourself mentally and physically 100%, good luck. Yeah. And it's clarity as well, isn't it, I suppose, for you because you can be there, you can be focused now. There is no other life. Once you're there, you stay in the States for the period of this tournament. It's, it's game, I guess it's game face the whole time. Yeah, 100%. I prefer that I'm only a four or five hour flight now away from away from the tournament rather than going to England, coming over or going to Dubai, going to Thailand. Like to get here, it was an 18 hour travel. You won't want to do that every five weeks. It takes its toll when you land. So the fact that I'm going to be domestic, um, the weight will stay low due to being regular in competition and um, the body will be fresh because it's always good once you've been in the cage to get straight back in. It keeps the mind sharp. What's your prediction for the Shaman Marais fight, if you have one? Uh, I think I'm too fast for Shaman. I think he knows it as well. I think he really knows it. I think he knows that he's in for a very tough night. I've actually been to his gym before and sparred his guys. I know his coach really well. He's watched me spar all of his best guys. So he knows what level I'm on. Shaman knows what he's in for, but Shaman's not scared of a tough fight. Neither am I. So tune in on Friday because it's going to be a great fight. Where can we watch it in the UK? What's the best place? So you can watch it on the PFL app. You can watch it on ESPN Plus. Um, and you can also watch it, I believe, they're doing a YouTube or a Facebook link. It's really easy to get hold of and it's free. So tune in. Good man. Well, we look forward to we look forward to that and uh, wish you the best of luck in the fight. Quick thought on the, the chap who you've been training with is all on his own. Are you going to be in his corner on the night? Who's helping him out? So we're hoping he's got a friend in Los Angeles, uh, because we were actually thinking about this. How are we going to corner him? We can't speak his language. We can't take Google Translate into the corner. Right? So uh, that, that is a hurdle that we're not over yet, but we are working on it. 
I'm intrigued by this guy. What's his name? So we can follow his story as well. Mikel Ostinov. He's 18 and one and he's a brilliant fighter and he's a better person. He's a great person. He's got kids at home. You know, his girlfriend's messaging me like, thank you for doing what you're doing. Like, you know, you're not on his own. He's got a whole country behind him. He's sort of like myself. We're on foreign soil here. So look out for this guy, man. Awesome. Michael Ostinov. That's a, Mikhail Ostinov. That's a great, great story. We do. What, what a brave man. We're all brave warriors, but to go there and not speak the language is, is phenomenal given that 17 day bubble. Want to quickly get your thoughts on um, a couple of MMA topics, Brendan, while you're here. Yeah, let's um, go. McGreg McGregor Warrior 3. What's your initial reaction to that? I think everyone that's saying McGregor's finished is stupid because McGregor was winning that fight and got caught with a kick. Like, mm. everyone's just writing him off because he got caught with a kick. Like, Let's, maybe he hasn't got the hunger that he had when he was uh, like myself, starving. And, you know, he hasn't got the millions in the bank. But to say that he's lost his skill is stupid. Conor McGregor is still one of the most gifted, skillful athletes in the world. And I look for, I think he will take, uh, like he did with Diaz in, this, in the second fight, I think he will come back better, stronger. He'll deal with the calf kicks and he will finish Poirier in the second fight, in the third fight even. Yeah, how do you deal with the calf kick? Because it's quite a fascinating ploy in, in MMA over the last few years, isn't it? Well, it is a funny one because there's, uh, there's a guy called Ramon Deckers. He was like one of the most famous strikers ever. Um, and his brother was actually training with him in Dubai. He was taking a striking class and we were discussing it back and forth. And I said, calf kick, what about this? And he went, I don't know. Like, <laughs> nobody, nobody's figured it out yet. So yeah, it, it was kind of playing with it. Some say you should let the leg go floppy. Some say you should turn your shin out. Some say you just, there is no defense. So let's see. Yeah. Especially if you're front foot heavy like Connor, if you're leaning forward, it's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, he, he adopted a boxing stance, Connor, in that fight. And fair play to Poirier, he read it. And, you know, that's what that's mixed martial arts for you. I know. It's, the complexities are, are amazing, aren't they? Yeah. And, what, and, 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 and Jake Paul, would you fight him finally or not? Would that be uh, an interest to you? If you offered a so if I'm fighting absolute savages that train it day in, day out, well, what makes you think that I wouldn't fight Jake Paul? Jake Paul is just a guy who can throw a big right hand and he's got a lot of YouTube followers. I don't know how he's even got these YouTube... Who wants to watch him? What's he famous for? I don't know who he is. What does he do? Who cares no. about him? Like, what? Do you think he's got, he's, a short, has he got a short shelf life, that fascination with watching almost just famous people, whether it's TV celebrities, movie celebrities, YouTube celebrities, watching famous people fight, does it end up demeaning combat sports and boxing in particular, the whole thing becomes a circus? Listen, you've got to move with the times. You have to move with the times. This is what the future holds for combat sports. Am I mad about it? No. The guy brings in more numbers than I could ever dream of. So why am I mad at him? I'm not going to be yeah. mad at him. This is just the way the world's moving. So to sit there and go, oh, no, combat sports don't need this. And I train my ass off, so I should have more money than him. No, it's this is just the way the world's going. So, so like it or leave the sport. Yeah, market forces, isn't it? I um, wanted to ask you, obviously, you got your great Mancunian accent. Are you a football fan at all? What do you make of if you are United and City going into the, the European Super League? I could really sit here and lie to you in the face and say I love football, but I really don't. <laughs> no, if I was good. to say it. It was to say I'm a fan, I would say I'm Manchester United, but do I know enough about it to sit and talk about football? Absolutely not. No? But you see, you got swerved away to MMA early then. That tempted you out of the, the football fever. You know, I absolutely love football growing up. I loved it. It was my passion, but don't know me. Like, just kind of swayed this way and never looked back since. Well, you haven't. We wish you the best of luck. Great to speak to you for Sky Sports, Brendan. Really appreciate your time and, and good luck with the rest of the camp as well. Thank you very much. I appreciate everything. Thank you. 
Yeah, I thought I'd ask the football question just at the end there to Brendan. What a week in the European Super League debacle debate. It didn't quite happen. I, I did find it quite humorous elements to the debate about the break, breakaway European Super League and the fact that Tottenham were included in this sort of hived off, non-competitive league uh, on the basis of their history, apparently, although they haven't won the English title, let alone the European Cup for 60 years, 1961, won the FA Cup 30 years ago. So it was interesting there in the mix for that. And Arsenal demonstrably on the, on the evidence of the Premier League table over the past two seasons are a mid-table Premier League side, not really a European elite at the moment. But yeah, so that was an interesting situation. But Brendan, not a Manchester United fan or was a, kind of a Manchester United fan, but maybe not a huge aficionado, which is good because there's always the pressure as a, a Brit, isn't there, an Englishman in particular, to have a, a football club. And it's great that he's sincere and honest and says he doesn't really follow it, which is relatively rare in this country for sports loving people hope you like that let me know if you do you can rate the podcast on itunes as well you can email me hello at drapermedia.co.uk and it's also on i think 12 other platforms so if you are listening to it on a different platform please rate it there including spotify i know we're on and uh, that would be very much appreciated thank you for listening thank you to the sponsors bang Olufsen of cheltenham and Serene AV, specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations. My wife is having lunch actually with her parents today, just opposite the Bang & Olufsen store in the courtyard there in Montpellier, in a sort of uh, very bijou area of Cheltenham here in the west of England. Beautiful spot now open, of course, the, the store, but you can check it out on wet, online as well, your options, and speak to Jason Briggs and his team. Thank you also to Cytoplan for ongoing association with the podcast. Remember, if you're looking to optimize your immunity, we take, or I take, Immune Complete 2 at the moment, looking to do that across the, the spectrum of trace elements and vitamins that you perhaps need to just kind of give you that extra edge. And I'm trying to get the extra edge to recover from a little bit of a cold this week. But my code is DRAPER10R, D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, the number's one zero, and the capital letter R, and the website cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk. Thank you for listening to the podcast, guys. Have a good rest of the week, and goodbye for now.